my name is Ian. We welcome you. I enter the chat room, and today is going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be special. We got some uh, guests who are live, both on radio for those who are listening, working at home or uh, just chilling at home, and of course on the road. There are a lot of people on the road already, so thank you for listening to Magic eighty nine point nine. And on Facebook, we are live online, and today is a uh, a day where we're going to have two guests. We have first of all, bright and early. Joining us today on the Magic Chat Room, she enters uh, film director now, content creator, and social media influencer and all that jazz, Janina Manipal. Thank you very much for joining us, Janina. Hi. So am I live right now? Like, yes, you are. Basically. We are all okay. live. Hi, guys. Yes, Thanks hello, hello. for having me here. It's good to see you again. And of, of course, we also have um, uh, our YouTube sensation, social media influencer, fresh off a nap. Just <laughs> joining us straight from his home. Hey, well, what's up? How you doing? YouTube sensation. I haven't heard that one in a while. Ah, I, I, I like hearing okay. what they call me, and whenever I do one of these things, that's well, funny. what do you like being called, Will? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care actually, because they're all the same thing, you know. To me, content creator, influencer, YouTuber—they are all the exact same. Right. Yeah, same thing what we were talking about, no boom. Yeah, the other day. And we'll get to all of that in a bit. But first, we, we, I always uh, start by asking uh, our guests here, uh, what is the poison of choice uh, this uh, afternoon? Janina, what are you? We had uh, a few drinking sessions back in the day with all of our friends. But what is the uh, choice for this afternoon? Uh, okay, when you're so joining me now. I had coffee, but sabi mo gusto mo at may kadamay ka, so I got soju. So I'm drinking oh, soju. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Will's been Will's been missing uh, the party party scene. He's been he's been aching to go out and party. That's what he told me the other day. But uh, <laughs> what is the choice? <laughs> what is that mean? Just having a good time. What's the choice for Will when it comes to these things? When you want to have a good time. Uh, Right now I'm having tequila. <laughs> yeah, actually, did you know that? No, you we know? had our fair share of tequila moments together in Poblacion. Okay. <laughs> if I have to choose, yeah, I I go with tequila because it's the only upper alcohol. I think it's the only alcohol that makes you like really energetic and, and crazy. Where Actually, maybe all of them can do that, but you know, it's opposite it's, of wine. It brings basically. out the best version of Will, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's get crazy yeah. when you drink tequila. <laughs> well, well, feel free to take a shot every now and then if you if you feel like it. Janina, I know she loves the shots. Uh, that's another thing that uh, mm. that uh, right that we all enjoyed back back in the day. Okay. Now, um, before we all really get started in this conversation, again, this is an episode. Uh, that we tackle uh, content creation, um, social media influence. Uh, I wanna, I wanna go back. I know Will can't wait to talk about that that part. But before you are who you are now, and you've evolved into what you have in, evolved into now, because you've already gone through stages in this uh, content creation world. Uh, what were you doing, and what did you initially want? to get into prior 
to settling. No, I don't want to say settling, but you know, finally getting into what you're doing right now. What was you know, what was the thought process back then, Janina? I'll I'll, I'll begin with you. Um. So you're asking me what did I initially want to do before what I'm actually that, doing now? Yeah, that and what were you actually doing also? Did you ever have a nine to five job? Did you ever want a nine to five job? Did you ever want to be a doctor or anything like that back in the day? I, I actually went through a lot of different um, vocations back in the day. Like I even tried radio DJing with you once. Remember that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had, we had some fun. We, 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 but we yeah, I, I, I worked in different fields. Like I became an, an intern for hit production as an audio engineer. And then... I worked in a production house as an editor until I finally made my own production company with my boyfriend, Seb. And then mm -hmm. slowly, I started venturing into different businesses. I, I recently opened a restaurant and um, I partnered with um, my friend, Kiara, who is a dentist. And we opened this teeth whitening business, which is like, yeah, very, very doing very good right now. So... Did you want to be anything else before that was not in that field? Well, I always kind of knew that I wanted something related to entrepreneurship. Like, ever since I was young, I always had that drive to, like, want to earn money. And at the same time, it's not just really, like, you know, about the money. But, like, I also wanted it to have a purpose in a way. Like, not just... Um, earning or not just doing a business but having that backbone of like having that vision of helping people so this current one I'm doing with my friend um, we're actually like every for every kit you buy every whitening kit you buy we actually donate to um, charities and nonprofit organizations that help give free cleft lip and cleft palate surgeries to children so right now I'm looking um, into more helping and like just making the world, the world a better place for everyone. All right. Well, what about you? Well, before this whole, before the day that you got, uh, what, two and a half already million subscribers and uh, YouTube before you even started? You even that. won the Shorty Awards. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, and all the stuff that uh, you've already garnered for yourself. What was what was the uh, the goal back in the day? Did you ever hold any other job or was there any other odd job for that matter prior to you getting into content creation? So, yeah, um, I started working, well, illegally. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I mean, I like, like it. On, I like this already. The, <laughs> not on the payroll. I mean, I was working when I was like 10 years old, I think, uh, just mowing lawns. So I, I was a little entrepreneur child. Where? My Where whole, are we talking about? Growing up. I grew up in, in the suburbs of San Francisco, okay. California. Bay Area. <laughs> yes, sir. Bay Area, Marin County. I'm sharing this on my Facebook page because I just found it while I speak. Um, Please do. Thank you. We're talking to Will Dasovich right now, Janino Manip Manipol, for those listening on radio right now. Yes, go ahead, Will. So you, you, you've... Uh, uh, had some odd jobs back in the day since you were so 10, yeah I was doing all cash business type stuff um, and then it wasn't until I was 15 years old where I got my first job um, as a merchant marine uh, where as I a what merchant marine marine okay um, 
Yeah, where I shipped out on these large cargo ships, which was a crazy, crazy Yeah. Um, Explain some muscles. Yeah, so I, I, I made my first trip. I went to Hawaii. We were transporting, like, ammunition, um, food, all this random stuff with the Navy. So I, I did a 40-day trip. I was on that vessel. And then after that, you know, I was still in school. I was still in high school. So I could only do that during the summer. So when I was in school, then I ended up working, um, bagging groceries after school at Safeway. I don't know if you guys, that's, that's like the, that's like the Rustins of, you know, of the, of California or, um, yeah. So I was doing that. And then after that, I, uh, became, uh, I was valeting cars, and then mm-hmm. after valeting cars, I eventually, when I got to college, I studied entrepreneurship and, and business. Um, I always wanted to do something in business because I felt like I just had that back, you know. Same, same. I had that like Chinese mindset where you I, just like understand how business works. Basically. I think Will and I are the same in terms of like we want to do so many different things, and mm-hmm. it somehow related to business and yeah (laughs) exactly you know some people just have that mindset and they get it and I definitely see that you in you Janina um it it translates in how you have done that with the whole influencing content creating platform but um so I I started a house painting business um and I hired my started out hiring my friends which is like a terrible decision looking back in the long run because it, it's it's so hard for your friends to take you seriously in a work setting especially if they're your boss um but yeah I did that for a couple of years and it was a, a a really good business um until I graduated college the thing to do when you graduate college I guess back where I'm from in California is everyone takes a gap six months or a gap year where they go and travel. I don't know if it, if people do that here. No, in the Philippines, from what I know, people, people go straight into work, right? But some people do actually like to go take a break, but most people don't. They're yeah, itching, from, itching to work the moment they graduate. Exactly. That's one of the, the uh, huge differences I know from people I've met here in the Philippines is like after college, you go straight into work. And, and for me, school is so hard and I got good grades because I worked really hard but it never came easy with me for me and I really believe I I, like I wouldn't be surprised if I have a learning disability of some sort but um you know like eight ten eighteen years I don't know how many years I'm not even good at math right (laughs) eighteen years or whatever of school just destroyed me so I needed to travel (laughs) or I went back into the working world um so my house painting business so I was like I'll put this on hold um and I went to uh the Philippines okay me and my friend um he's my college roommate at the time Dylan Efron you guys might know him we have this plan I know to him. travel <laughs> yeah 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 we had this whole grand plan to travel southeast Asia for three months and just like backpack it um but he got a job, uh, this like, it just popped out of nowhere at Warner Brothers because uh, his brother hooked him up. 
So I had to go alone. And this was like, that wasn't the plan, but I was like, whatever, you know, I'll, uh, I'll take it on. I'll do the solo travel. So um, the first country I visited was the Philippines, just because at least I have uh, some family there since I'm half Filipino. Um, so I started in the Philippines, went to Singapore, Bali, and then within that first month I was in the Philippines, I just, uh, I got, I was like eating lunch at a mall and somebody came up he was like a scout for a talent agency and he said hey i think you could like do uh commercial modeling <laughs> i was just like who the hell is this guy like why are you telling me i could do commercials so, so okay so that was the first road for that before the whole thing was it commercial modeling first when you came to the philippines yeah yeah exactly that, that right. very moment that was it um this dude said hey i think you could you have the like base for being in commercials uh, and i thought that was like the coolest thing in the world i was like yo okay. i'm traveling i'm i'm just I'm saying yes to every opportunity that comes right. my way. Let's right. try and be in a commercial. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, I went to DTR. I actually and- had that face also where yeah, I... Yeah, right, Janina, <laughs> you, you, you also did the whole commercial bit and uh, print ad bit and uh, all of these features also yeah. in the magazines. You, you went that route too, correct? True, and back in high school, up until college, and then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. working all right before i get back to will i want to i want to ask what was the turning point then all right let's get into this whole social media thing what was janina for you that point where um the transition now to to content creation or social media what, what was the thing that probably clicked in your head or something you saw something you read or somebody you saw somebody watched and then i'll ask will the same thing janina you go first okay so Obviously, I've always been into the arts because I graduated communication arts back in college and I I was always into film, photography. And back when I was still doing a lot of commercials, I I always kind of like, um, when I was the talent, I I felt like I, I was so drawn to the people behind the camera, like, I would take note of the lighting. I would take. I would ask wow. questions to the director because I was really interested um, being behind the camera um, later on. So that eventually led me to creating my own production company, and now um, I eventually evolved into becoming a freelance advertising director. So right. that that for me was just like, yeah. Imagine from being a talent and then starting your own and then eventually going into like freelance advertising so and then the instagram thing was just a a, a product a byproduct of it incidentally i guess because- i guess yeah i always was fond of taking photos and i never knew that taking photos uploading them i would get paid for it and have right, some right. brand um sponsorships but it's something I do on the side and lately I haven't been active that much but because I've been concentrating on film and direct correct, correct. but but yeah every every time there's an inquiry I I take it because why not it's it's something it's a side hustle and I'm very much open to different things and I'm very capable of doing like multitasking because I think that's one of my talents I like tinkering with different things I love learning different things so mm-hmm. Yeah, I just plus you, plus you can do your own content anyway. You true, don't true. Anybody. And like if brands hire me, I think the main reason why they hire me is because of the quality of the content that I put out. It, I, mm-hmm. I 
I'm so OC, I'm so anal about content and quality. So, so yeah. <laughs> All right. We're talking to Janina Manipal and Will Dasovich for those listening on radio and are at home. And for those, of course, who are watching us live on Facebook, thank you very much for tuning in the Magic Chat Room. My name is Boom. Will, what about you? The turning point for you uh, from, uh, you know, the transition from the commercials, was it now? When did the whole YouTube idea uh, come into play and did anybody push you? Was it on your own initiative and all of that? Well, when I was doing commercials, I did that for I think 10 months or almost a year. Um, when I was started doing commercials, I just had so much fun and I wasn't good at what I was doing. I wasn't good at acting. I wasn't good at yeah. No way! I wouldn't have figured that. <laughs> I only I thought you were this bubbly, energetic guy with so much like, woo! <laughs> I was, I was, and that's what took me far. So I think it's with the relationships I created and, and everyone um, liked my personality. And, and people gave me inspiration by telling me I was different, but I didn't know how to take that to the next level. Mm. Um, so I tried to do showbiz and eventually I got on a reality show and started doing stuff with TV5 because back then TV5 I feel like was the stepping stone to get to GMA or to get to ABS, ABN. So I started doing TV5 stuff, but again, I wasn't, I had no, I wasn't good at any particular thing. And my Tagalog was very weird because I speak with an American accent and I was, I was still learning at that time. Um, and then it, it, it dawned on me that what made me different was my personality. And how do I get an opportunity to showcase my creativity of, mm -hmm. of who I am and, and the way I think and, and how to tell a story? Um, and I pitched all these ideas to TV5, GMA, and ABS-CBN. I was no one. So why would they listen to me? I understand that. Uh, so I pitched all these like video ideas for them. I just got X'd on all of them. So I was just mm. like, you know what? I don't see anyone giving me the opportunity. So I'm gonna create my own opportunity and I'm gonna start a YouTube channel and um, and yeah, create my own show. So these shows that I, I, I made this series of videos, my, my very first videos on YouTube, I made a eight episode series called The Art of Tagalog and it was based around me learning Tagalog um, in almost a vlog format, but not necessarily because vlogs weren't really, vlogs weren't a thing yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and those videos went viral. And I remember like telling these networks, ABS, GMA, TV5, that if you pay me like $100, you know, 5,000 pesos, 10,000 pesos, I will let you guys have all the rights and everything. And they're just like, they didn't care. And it's so funny. Those videos got millions and millions and millions of views, which, right. which networks pay millions of pesos to get advertisements like this. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I just realized I, I got it. You know, all you need is like a shot of confidence. All you need is that belief that you really can do something and you can make it. So after that, it was history. I knew that um, I had the knack to entertain. I knew what people wanted to see. And I because of those viral videos, I, I got a job at Unang um, it the morning show on GMA. Right. So I was hosting that. I had a, a full-time job there. I was hosting the news. Um, in my silly accent, which I guess was different at the time. And then I was also doing TV shows and, and YouTubing at the time. And then I realized, um, I, I just had the idea that I'm going to start the blog because no one was vlogging it. And I, I found, 
uh, an American YouTuber who was like in his first month of vlogging. And then I realized this can be the future. It, it impacted me the way- What year was this? Like if, you, if, if we can date it, sorry to interrupt you, Will, but what year is this just so we can date it a little bit? 2000, at the very end of 2015. Okay, all right. Yeah, because 2014 is when I came to the Philippines. So okay, so you were watching this guy, you were watching this guy, you were taking, uh, taking notes, uh, yeah. mental notes. And, okay. then, and he made such an impact on my life, how he talked about motivation, how he talked about his daily life, and how he turned his normal life into a movie, which is essentially what the blog mm, is. Mm. Um, and no one had done that, especially especially in Asia or especially in that's the true I think you were one mm. of the first youtubers I, I saw here who actually just pushed for it and went for it and yeah up until now you're doing it so that's so great yeah and and the thing is like people thought I was crazy at the time but I just decided I'm gonna I, I quit showbiz which was a huge risk and everyone was like but you're, <laughs> you're finally getting on shows you should keep you know should keep going that route you're you're just gonna waste it all but um, I knew that I always said, and you could see it in my old vlogs. People think I told the future because if you go back in my very first vlogs, I always say like logging and the internet is going to take over um, social media. It's going to take over the Philippines and it's one day is going to be bigger than TV. And just, I, I analyzed the vlog like a business. I was, as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking at how do I create a business or be one of the first ones um, because when I first came to the Philippines, I was meeting all these like these young 30 year olds, American, young 30 year old Americans or Israelis who are living in the Philippines and they have these big businesses. And what they did was they just copied a format from their own countries or from the US and they brought it to the Philippines. And I was always looking out for what business can I do like that, that someone else hasn't started. And I understood the vlog. Um, and I understood that even though influencer wasn't a thing then, even though like influencer marketing had not yet existed, I understood that was the future and that you could leverage any sort of business as long as you have a following um, and the power of social media. So, right. Okay. So yeah, I just went, I daily vlog like an insane person because that wasn't a thing back then. I was making videos every single day, carrying my I remember, I remember. Right, 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 people right. thought I was insane. People thought I was just a lunatic. But uh, luckily, after a few months or after a half of a year, it just blew up and blossomed into this thing that right. seems yeah, like we, every other creator is doing. And now, I think know? what I like most about you, Will, is that you don't, um, you're, you share your knowledge to other people. Like my friend, Brett, I think you influenced him into vlogging. So that's what I like about you. You're not like selfish when it comes to sharing things. So that's really, um, I really admire that about that, you. That, that is a very excellent point. Uh, one of the reasons why also we're doing this right now today, uh, the Magic Chat Room with Janina Manipal and Will Dasovic sharing uh, their beginnings and sharing their philosophy and their struggles, adversity and powering through and evolving in the, the world of content creation and social media influence. Cheers, Muna. Break it up. Let's get a swig of whatever it is that you're drinking right now. Cheers, cheers. All right. Was fame ever... Um, okay, you talked about the business part, Will and Janina. You talked about the, the, uh, the entrepreneurial side that you guys had from the very start. And that's obviously part of what 
drove you. And like you, Will, I myself went through a lot of odd jobs uh, until, you know, found my footing in media. Uh, but was fame ever a factor? Uh, I begin with you, Janina. Did you ever say to yourself, I want to be famous? Because I asked that question because a lot of people get into it for that purpose first. Okay. Um, because they feel like it will translate monetarily. But the, but the initial um, uh, motivation is fame, the numbers, obsession over the numbers, the likes, the, the followers and all that. Was fame ever a motivation for you? I begin with you, Janina. I guess in a way it can be, but it wasn't really the center of my, my goal, you know? I just, um, for me, it's just important that you love what you're doing and every day you wake up and you do what you love. So that's, that for me is just really the most important thing. And the fame is just something that happens byproduct by yeah by product and it, it's great if it does and if it doesn't i i don't really mind as long as i love what i'm doing then i'm happy because yeah bottom line happiness in what you're doing and it's just yeah fulfillment in in all of those things because me i'm happy when i'm doing filmmaking i'm happy when i'm connecting with people through all these entrepreneurial um businesses so the fame just just comes so right, right, right. well you went into tv you went into hosting all of these things did you ever say to yourself that i just want to be famous is that something well, that you ever like janina said fame is a byproduct of the job that we do but and... like who doesn't want to be right i mean if it's there then thank you lord but <laughs> but, yeah, but it, yeah, again, no. for us it's not that important when I first got in commercials and like people saw me on TV and um, you know, it definitely, definitely motivated me and definitely gave me a boost because my family, you know, you, you, my Lola, the Titas, they're right. so proud of you. They're sharing every commercial right. you do on Facebook, true, true, you true. get guess it on TV. And one of the biggest things was I always just wanted, um, wanted to make my parents proud. That's okay. like one of the deepest things for me. And they were so happy. So I will, and my mom still till this day, like gets so happy when people come up to me and recognize me and everything. Right. Uh, and it, and it, it's cute to see her like that. And I definitely would say fame motivated me a lot because at the time it was a fulfilling feeling. It, um, you know, I, I definitely ooh, have ooh. some sort of Napoleon complex growing up. I mean, I, I'm five nine, so I'm not considered short here in the Philippines, but uh, growing up, I was always short in the States because I went through puberty super late. So I was a really small kid. Um, and I always had this, like, this passion to prove everyone wrong. And I, I want to, you know, take over the world and be the best at whatever it is I'm doing. So, yeah, fame motivated me. And fame was, it's great in the first, like, the first year or two. First stages um, of your career? The, yeah, and you can see that in my blog. Anytime someone comes up to me, I'm so excited and I'll, I'll, I'll kill the entire day just talking to them. Um, <laughs> but of course, like with everything, you know, you, you get used to it um, and it has its good and its bads. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the bad part in a bit. I actually um, watched a video of yours recently, Will, where you were like, 
Sorry na wala akong masyadong energy compared sa past vlogs ko, pero lolo na ako or something. No, that, that was so funny because it's true. I noticed you're a bit more lax now when it comes to vlogging. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there, there are some people though um, um, who are, you know, guys are in the world of social media influencing. There are obviously definitely different categories. There are the uh, you know the mega celebrities as they call them the macro influencers, uh, right? The micro influencers, the nano influencers, and all of that. And uh, some people skip stages to become big. Some people stay at a particular point. Um, how do you balance, especially because we just talked about the fame part? How do you balance not getting carried away? You know, because there are some people who get carried away. Oh, they got 10,000 followers and now they're, you know, it, 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 it consumes them to a certain degree that it, it's now changing them as people and as influencers. And you see it sometimes uh, in their own platforms. How do you stay grounded? How do you pull yourself back? I mean, when you know that are you're you growing your followers. Are you saying this in a negative way? Like how numbers consume people in a negative some, way? Some, yeah. Some, some lose themselves in numbers, Janina, regardless of whether they're fake or organic followers. And some get just full of themselves. And I mean, I guess it's, it's the culture right now. You know how people are so obsessed with, with getting likes, getting more followers. But... Mm -hmm. It, it causes so much anxiety. So mm. my, my suggestion or my advice to all those people who get anxiety is just put it aside and just continue to do what you're doing and, and everything will just follow through. There is an anxiety part. There is a mental health part of this, yeah. Will, uh, about social media influencing and just being on social media all throughout. Obviously, you did mention there is a good and bad part of it. Has it ever come to a point in all the stuff that you've been doing that you had uh, bouts of, uh, I don't know, whether it's anxiety or, um, you know, uh, social media withdrawals or you wanted to get out at some point? Has there any, has it gotten to your head in that aspect at some point? Almost, yeah, almost every single creator, YouTuber has gone through burnout, anxiety and all of that. Um, and... Fortunately enough, I don't think I've ever had like real anxiety in regards to that because I, the main reason is because I think people get anxiety, one, because of the pressure. That's definitely something. Same societal um, pressure. Yeah, there's just, everyone has expectations and, and expectations is a super heavy feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of people also have anxiety because there's no real job security. And exactly. Any so day, going any day back you can just to, fall off. Going back to what I said earlier about mm. anxiety is the reason why I guess I don't feel it that much is because I have an actual job and this influencing thing is something I do on the side. And I'm grateful, very grateful for that. But of course. yeah, if you have something that you're really focused on and that you love doing, I guess... The anxiety just like it's nothing. But what if that is your job? And you, what you guys, you, you guys, okay. you're very lucky, obviously, and that's the reason why you're here on the show. I wanted to get your thoughts because you, you guys have done so much and have evolved into this world of yours and have uh, broken down walls also. But there are Will and Janina. You know them very well. Uh, who this is their main job, 
how okay. do you right how do you avoid getting sucked into the dark side of of, uh, of this part of social media influencing do you want to go first will yeah i think one of the biggest criticisms is people from the beginning up until now always ask me like well what are you going to be doing in the long term what are you going to be doing four years from mm. now it's been four years since I started YouTubing, and I'm what? still here. So what's the long-term plan, son? <laughs> and I think, you know, my my answer to that is if I love what I'm doing, um, then... And consistency in what you're doing. Then, yeah, I, I just want to keep doing this as long as possible. So do you think I'll... Do I think I'll be YouTubing in four or five years? Yeah, I mm. do. Because I I have a confidence with what I understand. And I know I understand how the system works. And um, I know a lot of, like, I don't need to rely on my looks or um, on anything superficial, I guess. I, I feel like my content has value because of my creative capabilities. And as long as I enjoy what I'm doing, which is creating videos, uh, it doesn't matter even if I'm making little money that's what ultimately makes me happy. And mm. that's what people people need to understand. I, I really figured that out um, in the past few years that, you know, at a time I, I couldn't really work because I was going through other stuff. I was battling other circumstances. Correct. Um, but at the end of the day, I was happy because I was creating videos, you know, mm. and that's all I want to do. I was doing that. See, I was doing, I was creating these videos and doing vlogs before it was a job, before I even knew what the word vlog right. was. I was traveling. I was uh, compiling five or 10 minute videos with my travels and, and vlogging um, for fun. I have and, a question for you, Will. Yeah. Who was your inspiration? Like, why did you um, do that? I, I'm sure for like that purpose, you had someone who you looked up to and like, why did you start doing that? Was it from your own liking or you saw someone online that motivated you to do that? Well, when I was 12 years old or 11 years old, my my best friend's dad got him a camera and we would just play around with it at a really young age. Um, we would make we would make like jackass videos. Home videos. Uh, what they would yeah. call home videos back in the day. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, where we would do stunts and pranks and we would hurt ourselves and we just do crazy stuff, which is kind of like modern day pranks. Um, and yeah, from a very young age, I was just playing with video cameras and 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 then in school, I started making videos and I, I became the go-to guy when we have to do a video project, I'm the one who would edit it, you know? Um, and I just realized I was kind of good at it. You know, people told me like I was so good at it. And whenever you feel good at something, it gives you motivation to continue doing it because it gives you some self-worth that makes you feel like you're different, like you found your calling or something. So I, I, I liked making videos from a very young age. And then when I found the vlog, when I, when I uh, found Casey Neistat, who just started vlogging, um, that was like the beginning of this vlog revolution. And then, yeah, I just started doing it. And then what the most fulfilling thing was being able to insert my personal values into my daily life, like uh, mostly in terms of health, you know? Right. And when I was joining show business, my biggest criticism of the main TV networks was I, I thought that they can have better content 
that can that can teach better values or that can impact society in a way that would influence people to be healthy both physically and mentally and i felt that i could do that through a blog through showing my daily lifestyle my day my uh, daily just outlook on life my attitude um and it worked when i when i was blogging people would message me hey like I, I start drinking green tea now because of you, or I look at things Same. differently. I have an open <laughs> mind. And, and that was, that was my whole goal in all of this. And right. even up until this day, it's just to open up um, a different perspective right. because in, in most of the world, the whole world lives in bubbles. And I just want to, I guess, provide knowledge in a way you know that what? can help them. Yeah, Janina, you wanted to say, go ahead, please. Yeah, recently, pinagalitan ako yan ni Will, eh. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. I, that was so, before we get into this, I was by the so way, nervous to do that. Yeah, I really on. do that. I'm so sorry. I was like, hang, hang on, hang on. For those listening on radio, we're talking to Janina Manipal and Will Dasovich. For those who just tuned in, it's a magic chat room. My name is Boom. We're talking uh, to our storytellers uh, in uh, the real uh, uh, sense of the word, of the phrase, of those words, um, uh, Janina Manipal, of course, now into uh, film directing, and uh, uh, you wanted to say yes. Tell us that story. Napinagalitan ka ni Will. What was this all about? So I uh, like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, so like three days ago, I posted a story of me um, making my espresso from my Nespresso machine, and then me adding this um, Starbucks. I want to share it then because I want people to know what you told me. Cause... Go ahead. So, the Starbucks syrup, so sabi ni Will sa akin, bad daw yun. And it contains so many artificial sugars that boost your insulin. And like, he gave me keywords to avoid like mal- maltodextrin. Maltodextrin, yeah. So, yeah, sulcrose, what's that? Yeah, so many, so many different terminologies that I've never encountered. So, so yeah, Will is really influential in that sense with when in regards to health. And after that sermon of his, it was really, really freaking long sermon in my Instagram, like a love letter. <laughs> but I'm, I thank you, Will, for that, for sharing that information. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel like. Excuse my French. I felt like a dick to do that, but I always have the right intentions because I saw Janina posted something on, you know, she's posting something to her hundreds of thousands of followers saying, I love this drink. And she's promoting it because it's healthy. So I sent her a long message telling her why it's not healthy and that you're better off drinking a sugary drink because maltodextrin and whatever chemical it had is worse than sugar. That's all. It was as simple as that. And it's because I, I care. I have such a passion about health. And I want to spread my knowledge of health to everyone around me because the, the health business is just such a And scam, coming dude. from someone who survived cancer, Correct. I yes, understand that you're more careful right. now in, with right. your health. With everything exactly. that you, you put it, it into your body. It makes me care body. so much. Yeah. Right. Everything yes. that you put into your body. All right. You're listening to the Magic Chat Room. We have Janina Manipal and Will Dasovich. Give me, uh, in the social media influencing uh, world, and you get all of these DMs for sure, um, in terms of, hey, we have a brand, let's uh, collaborate and all that. And without mentioning any brand, without giving specifics, I just realized, I wanted to ask you, 
uh, all the many DMs, many inquiries, and many you know um, uh, offers that you've gotten, Janina and Will, uh, give me an example of something that made you cringe, that made you all have, like asking you to endorse something. Um, not a particular brand, let's not talk about brands, but yeah. a particular product that if there is any, that you, when you read it, I'm like, hell no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, or what is this? I mean, you know, I, is I'm there trying, anything? I'm trying to think of some right now, and I feel like no one, has, no one has approached me in a oh, cringy way. Good for you. I guess, I guess also it's the, the branding I put out, like I how I brand so. myself. So, right. so I haven't gotten any cringe-worthy DMs so far, thankfully. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't think I have an answer to that. No problem. I haven't gotten any. Will, have you had any that you just, there's no um, way I'm doing this. Not, well, without yeah, without being particular. Too, that yeah. happens every day. I get a hundred messages across my emails, DMs, and everything of inquiries. And we have a, if you ever try and email me, I have a standard automatic reply, which is really long and it's intense. And it's like, it basically says, don't waste my time unless you're serious about doing business and blah, 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 blah. And it leaves the number of my manager, Jacko. And it scares most people away to not message me back. Wow. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I get those every day. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah a recent one. Oh, yeah, like, bro. Share, share. Like, I got this like last week. Okay, okay. First of all, first of all, let's not mention any product. Let's not mention any brand. But yeah. uh, give us an idea of what we're this talking game, about. This game, uh, this game that a lot of people play. They said they would give me 800 pesos for every time I do a post about them or something. And this is a big game. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't 800 pesos in cash. It was 800 pesos in that game currency oh. uh, that they wanted to do. So I thought that was hilarious because this is one of, if not, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest games. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to guess what game that is. Shush. Shush. <laughs> Anyone can guess it, but I was just shocked. <laughs> like, it's not even cash. It's 800 pesos worth of in-game currency. And I was like, wow. Well, there you go. But nothing shocked. Again, okay, okay. nothing like triggers me because I'm used to it. I get these emails right. every day. That's good. Okay. Speaking of ads. Are there any, uh, would you know of any regulations when it comes to social media influencing restrictions, re regulations, what you're required to put, you're required to put sponsored, you're required to put ad, or um, are there any from uh, that people don't know about to, to, who are not in this world or who want to get into this world? Are there any restrictions? Do they tell you, I, no, you have to I put guess. ad, you have to put sponsored? I guess um, if you if someone paid you to do a partnership with them, it's required to tag them as a you know paid partnership. Is it always like required though? Well, this no. most recent one that I'm doing for World Vision, they they are requiring it for me. So okay, but in general though, because I only ask this because in the world of traditional advertising, we all know there are obviously set rules and regulations, all that, whether it's for TV or radio. I'm interested uh, to find out, Will and Janina, in this world of yours that you've been in for a while now, are you aware of anything like that? Is there a handbook for this, Will? So for my, for my experiences, I work with companies from both Asia and the United States and Europe. And uh, they have really strict 
trade laws and just mm. laws in general and rules in the US and Europe. So whenever I work with an American or European brand directly, not from the Philippines, mm. you do have to put um, tag business partner and hashtag. Same, same, same. But from Asia, like that's only happened to me a couple of times, but it's super rare. And I don't know, maybe it's because uh, that Philippine company was working with a big American company and they were required to do that. But otherwise, mm-hmm. in Asia, no, there's there's but, not but many yeah, rules um, that. Going yeah, Janine, back go to that, I this most recent one that I told you about, they're right. a company from Ontario, uh, Canada. So Ontario, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they're very much detailed when it comes to the contract. Because I read, I I read the contract earlier, and whoa, there were so many restrictions, do's and don'ts, what to wear, what to say, what not to say, and I guess when it comes to other or global brands approaching you, they're much more, how do you say that? Like strict when it comes to mm-hmm. the yeah, that's, guidelines. Yeah, partic- uh, I guess that's specific to the company or the brand. They have their own standard when it comes to these things. I was wondering if there was like a handbook. For, and I suppose, Will and Janina, this is still a developing industry. No matter what we, uh, no matter how long have you been, uh, and you've yeah. lo- been there longer than every than a lot of people, uh, it's still a developing industry, and there are still it's rules still, that are it's being still developed. It's still gonna boom and get bigger because even more so now <laughs> we're all transitioning to that digital um, right. form of uh, communication. Like everything's going online, <laughs> lalo right. na ngayon na nasa bahay lang tayong lahat. So. <laughs> So it's only going to get bigger. And for me, um, whenever you have a project or a potential project, make sure that you read the contract thoroughly so that you don't get in trouble. Because mm. I mm. think so, most of the people here don't like really reading them. And me, I'm really like, I read it. Like I read it. Mm. I understand it. I don't want to make any boo-boo. So yeah. And you're not managed, right? You manage yourself. Am I correct? Um, I, I manage myself, have- but I also have my management spark it mm-hmm. but for other things that i can do on my own which mostly are the global stuff that right. i handle it myself well you are managed correct and when did that happen and I'm, with, I'm with janina um i do everything that i can do if mm-hmm. the contract is simple i i have a i have a very personalized moa and i send these companies my guidelines my rules mm-hmm. and if they say yes then let's do it i just uh, I do the project because I have very strict personalized rules that I have created over the last few years to protect and myself. You, like three revisions max, you know, like one revision max. So my, my is, personalized MOA contract started going around because people started borrowing it. Um, oh, no. And a lot of people are using it, and it, it's all. Send I love it. Sahin, send yeah, I share it with everyone because it, it unionizes us creators. Because before, good back point. in the day, good point. Um, which companies still do with new creators and people who don't have their own contracts is, yeah, they just have unlimited revisions, and 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 they make your content. They'll make your blog completely different from anything you ever recognize. They will right. make the thumbnail. They'll make the title. Uh, you know, like hashtag whatever their brand is and no one wants to watch a commercial especially if the thumbnail and title is a commercial in itself okay so, um, um yeah, yeah. I, I do most of it but if the the contract's really big um 
And if, you know, the rules get weird and, and whatever else, then I got Jacko Daily on for the call to handle things and all that stuff. You're uh, watching us on uh, Facebook Live on Magic 89.9, and I believe Will's Facebook too. And uh, listening us uh, listening to us on radio, Janina Manipal and Will Dasovich here in the Magic chat room. I love that you mentioned that that uh, that part because you've already gotten to a point where you are right now. You can dictate these things to a certain degree. You have the power of negotiation already. But if you are a nano influencer or a micro influencer or you're a beginner, you're getting into it. How how would you protect yourself? What would what advice would you give to those who are you know just grabbing anything left and right just because they're trying to establish themselves to the point? That they're probably taken advantage of, advantage of by regardless of companies or brands or whatever. Go back to that time when you were beginning. How do you maintain that authenticity and protect yourself from people who are like that? I or guess brands who are like that. When you're starting out, you can't be too picky with the brands you choose. But if it's really like a brand that you love doing or you'd love mm. to work with, then then go for it. But but you gotta know your limits. You gotta know like when to say no and when to like stand up for yourself. Cause once the brand knows that you're easily um, swayed with all right. the freebies, then they can, take, they can take advantage of yeah. you. And right. I've gotten like um, stories from my friends where they were really taken advantage of. But mm. but yeah, you just gotta stand your ground and know what you want. And but. Uh, going back if it's the brand that you really want to work with then go for it because if it's good for your personal branding and yeah you know just do it well with the benefit of perspective now when you look back what would you what advice would you give when, when you're a beginning content creator or influencer you have zero rights whatsoever okay mm -hmm. all right that's the truth and everyone gets taken advantage of and that's how you learn right um Myself, anyone I've ever talked to, we've all had the experience. And uh, it's, you know, it's a part of doing business, you know. So um, how do you handle it? How do you navigate, though? When you don't have, when you don't have a right, what, what, how do you, you know, balance um, doing what you want and not being taken advantage of? You build your brand and you build your following big enough so that you can be able to command okay. and so that you you basically earn your own rights. That's how I did it. So I was doing brand deals. I remember in the beginning when I first started and it was great because it was the first time I was making money. But then you have to look at it like a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I invest my time into making the video every single day and, and blowing up my fan base, um, rather than taking these small deals now, I will get a bigger, uh, a bigger project in the long run in the end and that one big project is worth like 10 or 20 small projects from what i'm doing when i'm first starting out so so i again it's like business you look at it like an investment you invest Same. you're not making money you grow your business big enough so that then you can command um, a bigger revenue share of yeah whatever project you're doing to add to that uh Please, yes some brands, um, global brands reached out to me like Road Mike, Joby, and um, I said yes to them because it's in line with my personal branding. But saying yes to them um, blossomed or flourished into other brands, other paying brands that made me ambassadors of 
of those global brands like Lopro. So if I hadn't said yes to those brands that just had X deal, that um, paid partnership with Lopro wouldn't have happened, you know? So right, right. yeah, going back to what I said earlier, if it's something that you love to do or it's something in line with your personal branding, then go right. for it. Because in the long run, it's going to pay off. I have a few more minutes here with Janino Manipal and Will Dasovich on the Magic Chat Room. What do you say to um, people who still doubt this hustle, who still, um, oh, this is not a legit job. I mean, you know, they're just playing around. They're just, you know, uh, they're making a lot of money while they're playing around. But what do you say to these people who still hate on the world of con uh, content creation, social media influencing in general, storytelling, blogging, YouTubing. You, you know that. what, Boom? Um, even if I think people hate on those, I don't know, for lack of a better term, influencers, right. I think deep down, they kind of want to be that too, you know? Because it's, it's something like you post something and <laughs> it's... How do I say that? Uh, well, it's true. Like hate, hate just stems from jealousy. Envy, you think? The most part. Huh? Envy, yeah, that's a better word. Mm -hmm. Hate stems from envy, um, and that's something I understand. So, yeah. I mean, I do my best to educate my viewers or anyone around um, that watches what I do. But at the same time, time is so limited, and you can't you can't invest so much time into haters or anything. You just keep doing what you do, and people who are educated um, will understand that what we're doing is a business. Um, and and it's, not, it's not as easy as it looks, huh? You know? I, Janina, that's a great point, because I wanted to say, peep, I think that some of the hate, part of it is MVS, some of the hate come, stems from the fact that people think it's easy. Yeah, parang Let's talk about that real Pero there's a lot of um, thought that goes on in, I mean, depending on the kind of content that you create. But um, when it comes to my content, I really put a lot of thought into it before I actually post it. Like the videos I create, I, I put a lot of time and effort. I try to write down my storyboard or like list down the things I want to do before I actually post them I I really invest time into it and not right. just like post a, a selfie right right <laughs> hard work is will this always, is not easy right will it's yeah. not easy hard work is always underappreciated and no one will ever know how much time you spend and effort mm -hmm. physically and mentally um, to create the products that we do but I think the most overlooked thing is just uh, pressure and the mental health aspect of it Ooh. all because everyone wants what we have, right? Everyone wants to do what we're doing, but no one realizes how much pressure is always on you. And I think the vast majority of people, once they figure this out, if they could put their shoes, if they could be in our shoes, um, they wouldn't want to do it. And a simple life is... It's like one of the best things out there. That's why when I go back to the province, um, I witness how Which so is many uh, in Mindoro, where my mom's okay. from. All right. um, everyone's just so happy, you know? It's like this jolly old place and 
and people don't have the most money, but life is simple. You don't have to think about too many things and there's not too much pressure. Um, I guess like it sounds crazy, but you know, being worried about the food that's on your table, that's, that's one pressure, but it's a simple pressure rather than all these exterior factors that you wouldn't, that your mind mm -hmm. never would have thought about or you can, um, get. So, I mean, that makes me think like, you know, when I'm, when I retire one day, whenever that is, I, I just want to live a very simple life in yeah. the island and, uh, and well, have a simple life. Yeah. And to add to that thing where yes, you mentioned boom, like, I right now because I'm um, starting to get into um, streaming and gaming and right, prior right. prior to this I I didn't really see not the value in it but like wow they're pl they're playing games but now I have so much respect for gamers will like you have no idea because I tried setting all these OBS Streamlabs stuff and it's really hard work and it's it's not that easy to do this. So now I have so much respect for all these gamers and getting into it now, I'm like just in awe of this whole new gaming world. So props yeah. to you, props to Alodia. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really doing a great job. As we always say, never knock the hustle. You can just yeah. get knock the hustle. All right, last question for you guys. How's this quarantine affected both of you? I mean, from a uh, content creation standpoint, from a work standpoint. I mean, it's affected everybody, regardless mm -hmm. what field you belong to. Um, when I uh, got in touch with you guys, obviously, the first thing I wanted to know is how you guys are doing and all that stuff. But how has it uh, affected you, just uh, as my last question for today? Well, financially, um, I mean, of course, I think we all have a little less projects and we're working less because uh, all, I had like four events in the first two weeks when quarantine came out of nowhere and all my events got canceled. And that's a big part of, of how we make money. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you just have to look at the positive and the negative aspects right, right, of, uh, yeah. of it. And it gave me more time to work on personal projects and edit like tr old travels I did that I would have never been able to upload. And those videos ended up doing really right. well. And, um, I saw your like Dubai um, video with Dubai, exactly <laughs> Dubai. Like Dubai is one of them. Um, and, and for me as a content creator, it's like, I actually not just as a content creator, as a human, like one of my biggest values is to never quit. No matter what you do, never quit. And I started making these videos in 2018. And then I just never finished them because I got caught up in life and I'm overworked. And it, it, in the back of my head, and it keeps me up at night. Um, I even, <laughs> when I was diagnosed, you know, with cancer and everything, one right, of the first right. things that came to my head, as crazy as it sounds, is there's so many videos I want to produce. And, and that was one of my biggest worries that I will never get these videos that I worked on um, to get produced out there. Uh, so it, it gave me more personal time to work on, on stuff that I really needed to get out. And also, it comes back to challenge. I think a huge part of life is to go through challenges and that that creates character and that makes us who we are today. And every single time we come across a challenge, um, we become more confident in the long run and we gain knowledge. I know that's a crazy thing to say, but uh, it did. I think it did make me and I think it made uh, many people watching out there and a lot of people stronger, whether they are aware of that or whether it's subconscious. Well, well we take your, your word seriously when it comes to never quitting. I think, uh, if you know the story, I think 
um, uh, there's no better example also when it comes to that. And as as uh, as they say, crisis creates opportunities, and uh, we have to realize that. Janina, yeah, you wanted to say this quarantine period, uh, this lockdown period, how has it affected you, and how are you coming out of this, uh, even as a better storyteller that you are now? I guess it's affecting um, everyone's businesses, especially in terms of traveling and going to places and like mm -hmm. work because right. obviously I have less work now but uh how has it affected me I guess like Will I have more time for myself I was able to read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts which I feel like I've never have gotten the time to do so mm -hmm. with with all this hustle going on without the pandemic you know but these past two months, I, I really quite enjoyed the time that I had. And and yeah, I think I, I had so many trips canceled. I'm sure you did too, Will. Like, so, so many, many trips. Yeah. Like, like I, I got my first invitation to, what was it called? Uh, VidCon. No and way! I was, yeah, I was super excited about that. That was supposed to happen in May, I believe. It was and May, yeah. Was, yeah. What's yeah. it? Yeah. Um, right. VidCon Australia or it was VidCon Abu Dhabi and I was going to be in three different countries for that. Okay, so that's that, great. Yeah, that was going to be yeah, a huge I feel like anyway. we always just have to look at the brighter side of things and just take this time to learn new skills like and sometimes if you're feeling down and you have no motivation, you know, it's okay cuz some days you really feel like that and some days you'll feel motivated. And when you do feel motivated, just take advantage of that day. And yeah, that's, just... <laughs> that's great advice, Janina. I think uh, one of the important, I, I, I talked about this with another guy before. I think one of the important things is to acknowledge it first, not to deny it, acknowledge it first. It happens. We are only human. We, happens we, to everyone. Yeah. Happens to you, I'm sure, and me. And, right. like... and then we bounce back. And mm -hmm. that's what we do. And... and uh, Every all like humans in general always bounce back from tragedies, you know. Like we're we're strong. We have we have the minds of like super super brains. So we always I feel like adapt or can easily adapt to change, and that's what's great about us, you know. So. And in the digital world, adapt is a mm -hmm. a word that is very very. Important. adapting to the new normal right, right, and right. just taking advantage of the... sorry <laughs> my it's boyfriend okay. we're, in. We're, on, we're, we're on we're all live on uh, facebook and on the radio of course uh janina manipal and will dasovich here in the magic chat room guys first of all it's good to see you both again uh it's been a while since i've seen both of you physically uh, yeah. So it's gonna be a, a while till we see true. each other physically for sure. Yeah. Uh, and last time I saw Will, we were on the beach. Last time I saw Janina, I think we were both grocery shopping or something like that. That's true. Right? Remember? Uh, I really appreciate the time. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, the, the listeners and viewers uh, loved the stuff that you shared. Thank and, you for uh, having us, Boom. Oh, uh, it is my pleasure, and hopefully this won't be the last time we have you here on the chat news. Yeah, um, thank you so much. I, I want to thank everyone who's out there really taking the time to watch and listen to us. Uh, time is like the most valuable thing in the world. And I, I'm so grateful when someone is just, you know, 
out there to listen to me. And, and thank you, Boom, for Same. giving me this opportunity. And you know what? This is super healthy because I don't have that big of a social life because of the given situation. So right, honestly, right. just being able to have a chat and conversation. I think you and I, Will, we're, we're both hermits in a way because, we, you know, editing makes us hermits. But yeah, this, yeah. this so, opportunity talking to you guys is one of like uh, my social interaction for the week. <laughs> we're, well, we're glad, to be a, we're glad to be of service then. Thank you. We appreciate your time. You guys stay healthy, please. Take care of yourselves, and we'll we'll, we'll definitely see you. Hopefully, not here, just in the chat room or you yeah. know through Zoom and all that. Cheers, guys. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Boom. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Will. Bye. Salamat. That's Salamat. right here in the chat room. We'll see you next week for another edition. Bye, everybody.